What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, what's going on out there? This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Welcome in. It's the best place for your sports gambling information. What's happening, Bolt? We're sitting here Tuesday morning after uh, Monday night football. And was that a doozy again? Yeah. I mean, it's better than the, the last two total stinkers from the Broncos, but they are, they're still a tough watch. <laughs> well, how about uh, there was a stat on the Thursday nighters because, you know, that was Chicago and the Commanders last week. Yeah. And I told you I, I would not let, I wouldn't turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still had her on. They threw up a stat that, There had been, between the two Thursday night games, the other one being the Colts and the Broncos, 40 drives, 4-0, without a touchdown. Showtime. That is showtime. I mean, that's what people turn in for, is to watch a field goal battle. The Commanders, Bears, I I would look on, like, the GameCast, like, ESPN thing, and it was just (laughs) 0-0. Thought thought you were watching the MLB playoffs. Well, I was just making sure I made the right call, not throwing her on, and I did. Nice, nice. Well, so yesterday, you know, um, we we were texting back and forth with some friends, and I'm like... I'm going with Russ here, and the handicap for me was Staley. I mean, both the coaches are garbage, but Staley thinks he's playing Xbox, <laughs> and he tries to do all these you know, fancy formations, and then what I really mean about the Xbox is he goes, I'm not punting here, I'm not kicking the field goals, and that's what cost him last night. That shouldn't have even gone to overtime. It was fourth and two. And I'm like, go for it, big guy. And yep. they get stopped, sure enough. And I'm like, there's the handicap. Thanks for the W, Staley. Well, Denver, their defense is pretty good. And, um, you know, I had Mike Williams for, for fantasy. We just needed, like, uh, two points out of the guy. <laughs> and you could tell they keyed on him to lock him down. He had one catch in the first half for eight yards. Right. And he didn't get that second catch till. <laughs> I mean, what, under two minutes? Well, I think, yeah, no, because I had turned the game off because I could tell they're just going to kick the field goal here. And you text me and you're like, yes, Mike Williams. So, I mean, their their game plan was like, let's take him out. Keenan Allen's already out of the game. Right. And let's have him throw to these other dudes. And if looking at the Chargers receiving core, those dudes are yoked. Like, they? They're all single-digit guys, like one, seven, five, five Palmer. Yeah. Um, they're all just big dudes. And, you know, the other three did fine. It's just crazy. Their offense doesn't really hum. Eckler gets some runs here and there, some little screen passes. But, you know, you take out Williams, it was a struggle for them, too. Well, you know, we don't need to dwell on this game too much, but here's a crazy stat for you. So uh, Herbert threw the ball 57 times. It's the most someone's ever thrown the ball without uh, without a touchdown. Hmm. Huh. Because, I mean, think about that. 57 times and you didn't get one touchdown. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think Russ only had three completions in the second half. Right. Three out of 15. But <laughs> remember, I was I was defending him last night saying, terrible coach, shitty O-line, the receivers dropped the ball, and his running backs aren't that great either. But he's, he's not as accurate and he's not humming it like he did the last few years either. I, well, didn't he just have surgery like on his lap? or something i mean no it was strained there's no surgery for russ i thought he had surgery but anyway Mm -hmm. i mean what if we find out that this guy's like toughing through something that most people would be sitting out on you know but what if he's not hurt well 
We'll have to find out later in the later in the season here. You know, you got some new owners here with the Walton Group, um, coaches piece, and then you know they'll try and make it work with someone else before they trade someone. But you can kind of see those receivers over there just chitting on the sidelines, going up to Melvin Gordon and being like, "This is crap, man! Like, give me the pill. <laughs> I need the rock. He's here. he's not even hitting me when I'm open." <laughs> Like, this, this ain't the rust I know. <laughs> so, uh, so that that was a that was kind of a crap game. That was a stinker. What what games did you like this this week? This past week, uh, the one that I liked was my favorite was Cincy New Orleans, which you and I disagreed on. Wow, the reason you liked that because that was a small backdoor. Wow, was I pleased when that happened? Jamar Chase on the sideline to the house. Oh my God, without a backdoor. Uh, the, yeah. sa- the Saints are gritty. They, they they fight, you know, especially at home. But they they're staying in these games. And you, Dennis Allen's kind of like, I haven't decided about the quarterback this week. It's like, what's their Jameis should not get back on the field. Well, yeah, I mean, I would never touch him when Jameis is on the field. I love when he plays because then you're like the lines. I'm like, okay, let's go against the Saints here. Right. That's when it, that's when the fade comes on. Well, there's another instance this week where a backup quarterback comes in and I go, this is an upgrade. And the line really hasn't uh, made a move towards that yet, but I think it will continue to grow. The commanders are throwing in big Heineke. Yeah, you like him. Yes, I do. Um, he slightly slightly puts in full effort. And uh, I think right now they're plus five and a half. Yep. Let's wait for it to get to six. If it gets to six, it's a play on the commanders. It's Green Bay's coming to town against against Washington. It's just Green Bay has not looked very good. Uh, this part of the season, and I don't know why they're favored here, really. <laughs> well, the other thing is, is Randall Cobb has been his guy, especially on third down, you know, because he's like the only veteran on the team, and he's out now. Like, yeah, high like, high ankle sprain. They, he was getting carted off. Wow. So, I mean, you take him out of the equation. I mean, like six points on the road. I mean, I, listen, the commanders should have lost against the Bears the, on Thursday night. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, Carson's out of there. And Heineke balls. Like, he he's aggressive. He's the dual threat. And I think, like, the team's actually going to rally around him and be like, okay, let's let's get some W's now. Yeah, I've been here. You know, they're kind of saying Rivera could be on the hot seat here real quick, too. So he's playing with his job here. Like, you might not get Wentz back on the field if Heineke makes a little run. Right. <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if that gets to a six, we like the commanders, which I believe it probably will by the end of the week. Uh, and speaking of plays, one of our listeners had mentioned that it, it might be helpful to clarify teasers again, um, especially since we've been mentioning them a lot on the on the podcast and, and they've been doing well. Last week, we had the Saints. Um I can't remember the rest of them off the top of my head. But anyway, we gave out like three of them. So a teaser is when you can you can take six points, six and a half or seven points. And obviously it costs more, but it's it's only minus 120 to do a six point teaser. And what you get to do with those six points is you get to use them with any team that you want. So, for example, we were talking about um, the commanders this week. OK, you could move them. But if the spread six, let's say you can move them up to 12 or maybe you like to move Green Bay from the six down to a pick 'em. But they don't but it could be any game you want. So let's say 
Um, let's say you like Green Bay. So you move Green Bay down to a pick em, and then you go, hmm, oh, the Raiders, they're playing Houston. I'd like to move them from seven down to one. So your teaser is Green Bay and the Raiders. And then I'm going to use one more example when it goes you know, the other direction. The, the Colts this week are getting three. Well, let's take six points and make them plus nine. And then another team is the Jets are playing the Broncos. They're plus three also. Let's move them up to nine. So you'd have the Jets plus nine and the Colts plus nine. And that would be your teaser right there. Great. That'll do it for the teaser class for today, everyone. Well, hey, you know, it might be helpful for people out there, especially if they're winning. Yeah, totally. They, I mean, they're good to do. You just, your odds change. So you don't win as much because they're, you know, putting them more in your favor typically. Well, so both teams have to, have to win. And then that's the thing. If one of them ties in some places, it's a no bet in some places, even if one of the teams tie, you lose. So you got to kind of check with your book there, which is crap if you lose, but that's what some of these books are doing. Um, but it's advantageous to go through the three and the nine. Don't get carried away. And you see like, uh, this week, uh, Carolina plus 10 and a half and go, wow, I'd love to have them up at 16 and a half. No, no, no. You want to do it where you're going through the three and the seven, because those are the two numbers that games land on the most. So I don't want to go into any more details on that, but if someone has questions, feel free to email us and I'm happy to answer it for you. Yep. It helps. Yeah, last week was it was tough for me. Other than that Cincy game, there was a lot of bad games. The um, I thought Arizona would show up. So did I. They did not. No, that was that was ugly. In fact, that was the one loss that we gave out last week. The Colts being the winner and the Ravens under being the other winner with the teasers. But um, oh, that <laughs> speaking of the Ravens one that. Uh, it came down to that last play, right? It, it stayed under by a point. <laughs> yeah. And Saquon goes, let me take a seat for Bolt Brady as bro here. <laughs> he goes, guys, <laughs> screw my fantasy people here. Let me plop on my rear for you at the one. <laughs> yeah. So we keep it under. Yep. I know. That was awesome. Um, yeah. The the Cardinals, that was good looking. So they didn't even get an offensive touchdown. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know DeAndre's coming back and we'll get to their game this week later. It's just, it's crazy how... Kyler's even like, he's like, man, you know, shit ain't been this hard since my rookie year in terms of scoring and moving the ball. Right. He's like, I don't know what the problem is with our offense, but it's not doing much. And I think Hollywood Brown just went out. He did. So I think he's probably out this week. But did you see who they picked up? Uh, yeah, the guy Anderson from Carolina that threw the fit. Yeah, Robbie during the Rams game. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. I, he's probably he's got to probably be the skinniest person in the, in the NFL. Like literally, next time you see him, just take a look at that guy. I mean, I, he's got a like most guys in the NFL are pretty yoked. That guy's by far the skinniest. But anyway, he's a speedster. So yeah, he's coming over, um, which they're gonna need. I mean, they've shown a million times on TV that the difference when DeAndre's on the field, like points wise, it's almost a full touchdown, which is a boatload of points. So I'm sure Kyler's stoked to get him back. Big time. Because, I mean, he's, he's the difference maker, obviously. But there's Kyler's kind of throw it up. And there's those guys that you trust where it's like, all right, if it's the 50-50 ball, DeAndre's going to get it or at least knock it down. And some of these dudes just don't have that capability. I know, which is incredible. But yeah, you're paid out there. Come on, go for the ball. If you don't get it, bat it away. Well, 
Yeah. I mean, once again, it was another weekend where it was like the drops. I actually took a look because I was like, God, the Broncos have a lot of drops. Are they number one in the NFL? And they're like number seven. They've, they've got 10 drops in the NFL. You know who has the most drops in the NFL is actually Miami. They have 14, hmm. which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the other things that stood out for me is uh, what I think is real funny is, and you'll, you'll hear <laughs> You'll hear people talk about this. Like last year it was with Patty and this year it's with Joe Burrow that defenses are playing the quote unquote cover two, the two shallow or whatever. And it's really, really giving them problems. And the cover two is when there's two safeties back basically. And guys hate to tell you this. They've been seeing the cover two since high school. So it's not the cover two that's slowing these guys down. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> wow, the cover two. It's just really throwing Joe off his game here. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Joe's never seen the cover two before. <laughs> Joe was getting he was getting hammered a couple of times. I mean, his line wasn't really hooking him up. He was just getting plowed back, and then he stays in there, and he'll, he'll eventually get you. Right. One of the things that I might have missed on that handicap is when I like the Saints is that he was coming back home to play, you know, college, basically. Um, and, That's where they won the national championship, too. Right. In that building. Right. So they've, they've got the good feelings there. The other one, um, oh, I liked Tom going to take on the Steelers, but that was before Tom didn't let me know he was going to go to that wedding for Robert Kraft. Dude. Robert's fourth wedding, which I mean, is it his fourth? Yeah. We had to go to that one. Right. Well, so it was a surprise wedding. Apparently he didn't tell anyone, but I mean, Belichick passed on it because it's during the season. Yeah, I know. And so, and Tom's like, yeah, let me cruise up there on the Friday night. That's why some people are like, not sure about Tom's commitment here. And I'm like, I might have to agree with him on that Friday night goes solo. And then he misses the the mon- or Saturday morning activities. Right. And he joins them by Saturday evening. But, you know, then they show him barking at the guys and stuff during the game and, and some retired guys like Whitworth. And like, dude, don't come barking at me when you're not there for the full week and through the activities and stuff. Big time. Because it's not the full buy-in. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. And, uh, I've you know, we've always got Tom's back here when he's all in. I just... Tommy, I need to know if you're going to stuff like that. If I'm going to throw chip. chips on you, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, how about people? How about people would really like to know that that took him for Survivor? I mean, that'd be brutal if you're sitting there like, "Yep, Tom went and bashed on Friday night." Because remember, Tom's not just going there to show up. I mean, the pay, like a lot of his buds were there, and they're not playing. And so they're like, Tom, let's whack back some tequila over here. So Tom's feeling bueno. I don't, we, I'd love to know that. I, oh, I bet you he is. I mean, you know, I don't know. He's not like stumbling drunk where they have to get the Uber car for him and throw him in it by himself. But he's not. He's <laughs> not a huge drinker anyway. Well, I mean, dude, who knows? Right. True. I mean, he he watches. You know. His health, obviously. But, I mean, he had some. He had shitty night's sleep. Let's just put it that way. And then, you know, you play you play in Pittsburgh, and that didn't go very well. Yeah, the, the Survivor people, people that had uh, Tom and Aaron, are, aren't very happy. Well, and by Saturday, you, you know the Steelers here that he's not taking them as serious, too. So, they're like, dude. Right. He, he thinks he's going to just steamroll us here. <laughs> well, so now the Bucks are giving up 10.5 on the road. So I, I like them though here for the bounce back because I think he's like, okay, screw this. It, it's time to zone in this week. So you have no problem giving up the 10 and a half. I, I'm seeing 10 here, Tampa at Carolina. Okay. 
And I actually, I liked Carolina last week going to the Rams, and it was close, but they 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 lost. Did you watch the game? <laughs> I watched most of it. PJ. I mean, no joke. Like we say, might as well got the guy from the YMCA to play quarterback. He didn't throw a ball over one yard. He didn't complete one ball over a yard. Even the guy, because, dude, I tuned in for a little bit. It was a good-looking game. <laughs> the, even the announcer's like, wow, can we throw the ball a little bit downfield besides the wide receiver screen? He's like, this looks like my son's flag football game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it was amazing to me that an NFL quarterback is just throwing wide receiver screens, like one after another. That's how scared they were for this guy to throw it downfield. And now um, he's banged up. So they had this Eason cat come in. Uh, I mean, the quarterback situation there is not good. Yeah, I mean... No, Anderson got shipped out the receiver. You could tell the the Wilkes, the, the temporary coach, was trying to get McCaffrey the ball a little bit more. Oh, a ton. But it's like, who doesn't know that's coming? Well, so I think they had like just over 200 yards total, and Christian had 150 of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you take on a little bit you know, better of a defensive coach, defensive-minded coach like the Bucks. They go, let's shut down Christian. And this is going to be a boat race. Yeah, so I, I'll take the Tampa here and the bounce back. Yeah, I, I would probably lean with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know which game a lot of so-called smart money was on? Actually, I, I went the other way on this one is people keep back in the Jags. The Jags against the Colts. And it was surprising to me because the Jags have lost 12 AFC South games on the road in a row. And all of a sudden, they think they're going to go in and beat the Colts. Not happening. Not sure if you saw Matty Rye, but he finally got some time to throw, and he was balling. Yeah, my boy Pittman Jr. went off. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And so the Colts took care of business without their best defensive player, Shaq. And then Jonathan Taylor on the bench, and his backup, um, Hines, was on the bench. And it still didn't matter. So... The reason why I bring this game up is because, but now, so I've been going against the Jags. I've, I've, I think I'm like uh, 2-0 and or 3-0 and going against the Jags this year. So I think I've got a pretty good read on them. This week, though, I actually like them. They're minus three against the Giants. The Giants literally, literally are the luckiest team in the NFL, um, just judged by turnovers and um, block punts and whatnot. The the run is going to come to an end here a little bit. They're five and one, and if you recall, I had their back to take second in the NFC East, and you laughed. Mm. Remember? Um, yeah, I had the Eagles, um, but yeah, you did have the Giants second. Yeah, but now this is just too much of a run for them. I mean, they they went to London, won, then they um, took out the Ravens, and they're. I just think they're going to run out of a little gas here. Jags play better at home anyway. I like the Jags, best bet, minus three. Yeah, I mean, it's a great turnaround by by Dable and that coaching staff. I mean, they look a million times better than they did. And you don't hear about Daniel Jones being shipped out and stuff. They're like, well, this is working. Well, and remember, because I was saying Daniel needs a little time and his best player's not on the field with him. I mean, you know, <clears throat> what's Michael Jordan going to do without big Scotty Pip? Like, you need someone to help you out a little bit. Mike's still scoring 45. <laughs> but they're not getting the W's. No, not as many. Yeah, they're not getting the W's. And so, uh, and then on the other side of that, the big Colts, 
travel in. And another reason why I like the Colts last week is because they'd already lost to the Jags. They got waxed 24-0 on the road. Well, earlier this season, the Titans came in and beat the Colts on their home field. And statistically, it shouldn't have happened. I won't bore you with the details. But now the Colts, the revenge, plus three. I'll take them. And I'm I'm actually going to tease them as well. Colts plus nine. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. Patriots. They play the Chicago Bears at home. Yeah, Monday night. Historically, Bill craps on quarterbacks that have only been in the year one or two years. Let's move the Pats down to the one and a half with the Colts plus nine. So that's our teaser right there, folks. Pats are going from seven and a half down to one. That's minus six. And then the Colts were adding six to their score. Plus nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. I might be okay with the Pats, even just the seven and a half against the Fields and, and company. Here. I hear you. I, I don't have anything against that. Yeah, that is, uh, that's also going to be a huge coaching mismatch as well. What is the deal here with some of these squads just getting, like, it looks like they give them a Thursday night game on Amazon Prime, and they give them, like, the Monday game the week after that, like the 10 day break, because the Broncos had it the, the flip before here. Right. Um, but we don't need Chicago on, on national TV here anymore. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true, right? Chicago goes Thursday and then Monday again. Yeah, and wow. The, that was the Broncos the week, two weeks prior. Um, I know later in the season that Sunday night game becomes movable. You know, they can kind of interchange it as the teams look crappier. Right. Or better. Right. Like that, that um, the Bills-Chiefs game, that should have been the, the Sunday night game. Totally. Which was a great game. Right. Well, yeah, I I don't know why they would they would put Chicago in this many games. Like, who's thinking that these guys are going to in primetime games? Who thinks these guys are going to ball? Uh, there's some sort of league stipulation. I think you get you get one or two. I think during the season because they they need some fairness here for marketing. Mm. But it's a tough watch. <laughs> so, back to the Bills, KC. Uh, so I I don't know for circa. I actually had KC. I don't know if you did or not. The the two games last week, the Bills, Chiefs, and the Cowboys, Eagles. I told I said they were just kind of coin flips for me on mm. on the point spread. So I was leaning with the Bills, the two and a half point favorite, and it, it came down to the end. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, Patty obviously threw the the pick at the end, but he also threw a pick in the first half. Like they're driving, and he tried to squeeze it into double coverage. And and when they're in the red zone, I was like, no. <laughs> Both those quarterbacks are pretty sweet. It, it kind of like going sideways and kind of winging it sidearm, or, or you know, they look pretty athletic as they move the ball around. Well, Josh Al, that guy's a joker. How about when he hurdles the defender? Mm-hmm. He's he's easily playing the best in the NFL right now. Shep, there's your MVP. I know I know you said it, buddy. Um, he's balling. I mean, he's like he's on a mission. I was thinking about like so they beat the Ravens at um, on the road. They've beaten KC on the road. I mean, those are arguably like the two other best AFC squads. The Dolphins. They just could. They ran out of time to spike and kick a field goal. And they like statistically, it should have been a blowout. They had literally had twice as many yards as them. Um, so yeah, right now it's it's you know it's not even close really. Uh, so yeah, I mean, people love the Eagles because of their record. Well, I'm talking the AFC. No, I hear you. Yeah. I'm just saying the top two teams. I, You know, um, believe it or not, 
Uh, I think if the if the Niners were at full health, that they would be in the conversation. Actually, it sucks, you know. In the in the circa, I took the Falcons and the points, and it was just because of the injuries. Um, like we were saying, big shocker, Nick Bosa didn't play mm-hmm. with, with that hamstring. Armstead was out. I mean, dude, that's their two like bookends, right? They're they're two defensive ends. Those types of injuries are huge. It's like TJ Watt being out with the Steelers. There's some, there's some injuries like, hey, this receiver's out. Or the, you know, that's not that big of a deal. But when like when it's your stud, like your best players are out. I mean, obviously that makes a huge difference. Yeah, if you're not putting pressure on those quarterbacks, it, Mariota looked pretty good, and he would kind of he's a good runner. So if he didn't see his first or second option, he was out of the pocket, and he'd go get a first down on his own. Right. I, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's really crazy. Like, if there's no pressure on, because what most of the teams are trying to do is they'll have like f- what they'd love to do is have four to four to five defensive linemen putting pressure on the quarterback, and they have everyone else drop back. That's what every defensive coordinator's dream is: is to get pressure with four or five guys, so they don't have to blitz and they can go back. What happens is a lot of times that doesn't work, and you see it with any NFL quarterback. They can just sit back there and pick anyone apart without any pressure. So then that's when they have to start blitzing guys. Well, if you're blitzing guys, there's not as many guys to cover, and so you can see you know the chess game that goes on there. But that's why defensive pressure from linemen is so huge, like what the Cowboys can do or the Eagles can do. They can apply pressure without blitzing. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have good lines on both sides of the ball. They sure do. It was I mean, impressive. that was, I don't care what the score was. That was a boat race. I mean, they were waxing them. It was 20 to three at half. You know, uh, remember the, the Eagles game? Yeah. But it came down to that kick. No, I know it did. And, and they would have covered. I know. That would have been garbage if that happened. I had the Cowboys. I was like, oh. Oh, you did? Yeah. For six, the Circa? Six, no, six and a half. Oh, uh, so, that. Yeah, that, <laughs> I know that feels cool. But um, remember, we were saying with Cooper. Um, and that this is the reason why I went against him. We were talking about the luck factor and he'd had f- like four or five different balls that should have been intercepted. And what I mean by that is two of them were intercepted, but there was a penalty. So, you know, it didn't count. And then the other three like hit the guys in the bread basket and they dropped it. So it caught up with him and he had three picks and it was ball game. Which is probably better for Dallas with the Dak coming back and stuff. Right. Um, so Dak's coming back minus seven against Detroit. Yeah. And Detroit had the bye week. Yep. And historically, teams that come off the bye week and go on the road actually play better than teams that are on the bye that are at home. So, you know, the thinking possibly could be there is the guys that are on the bye at home. You know, they're taking the kids to school more. You know, they're kind of getting pulled in all kinds of different directions. So, hmm. yeah, I move up to see, see if, if Dak's back and just plugs right into having the timing that, that Cooper had with those receivers because they did look better. I mean, Noah Brown and CD were, were getting open downfield. Yeah, Lamb's badass. Like, he's actually watching him. I'm like, he looks like he's one of the better receivers in the league now. Like, he's just like, get him the ball and he makes things happen. And their rushing game was looking better, so that opens all that up. Yeah. Zeke mm-hmm. was kind of balling there. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, I'm going to lose my spot here right? if I don't get going. And he looks in way better shape, too. The pop belly's not hanging over the belt anymore. So what do you got this week? What's what's sticking out? Well, uh, so I like Indy plus three. 
right? And I like the Jags uh, minus three. And then we had the teaser, uh, the Pats uh, with the with Indy. And then um, one other teaser that I like is um, the Raiders. Okay, so yeah. we mentioned that they're they're minus seven versus the Texans. I've got them down here. They're at home. They had the bye week. Yep. I'll take them at home minus seven. They're one in four. Like they're gonna need to, to make things happen here. Devontae's gonna be pissed about that shoving that guy and stuff. Right. Yep. I, I I'm with you on that one. He's gonna lose some dough over that. <laughs> yeah, so um so I like them. I like the raids. Um but that's you know I've got some heavy leans. I, I Seattle plus seven against the Chargers, like you know I'm not going to get carried away with Seattle here. But I mean this is six weeks now that they've played pretty well, and the Chargers. I mean seven points. Who are they to give up seven points? Mm-hmm. I'm Keenan's supposed to come back. Um, the Seattle. The one thing you know they've hung with some people or beat some people, but it was. Lions, Arizona has not looked very good, and Atlanta has been covering, but they're, I guess they're a 500 team right now. Well, and Atlanta, actually, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have heard they're the only team in the NFL that's 6-0 against the spread. Which is crazy. Um, the ATL, how many points are they getting against the Bengals this week? Um, is it six? I think it's, I think it's six. Um That'd be great if it got up to seven. If it got up to seven, I'd, I'd fire on on the ATL. I don't think. Oh yeah, it's six right here. I don't think the ATLs get enough props yet. Like I'm not so sure that the Bengals should be giving up six points right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, every game that they've won, with exception of the Jets, it is a close ball game. You know, like they're having to pull it out at the end. So I'd lean with the ATL or there too. What about um, the Chiefs? Are coming to San Fran minus three, coming off a loss. So the thing is here that's that's scaring me away from, you know, well, first of all, like I said, I, I believe it or not, if the Niners were healthy, which they're not, so I need to see that injury report, I would like the Nines here. Historically, just doing this for a long time, when you're a home dog, which KC was, and then you go on the road and you're a favorite, uh, history is not good to teams like KC like that. Like one second you're getting points at home and now you're going on the road and you're giving them up. That's like, ah, that's a little out of whack there. Um, so I would have to lean with the nines there, believe it or not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the injuries are huge there. Uh, but yeah, if you're, if you're looking at the NFC, I'd still think Tampa and the Niners will be there at the end mm. when healthy. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'd I'd like to get the Niners healthier because again, like Jimmy, I watched most of that Atlanta game and Jimmy did good. Like, dude, I don't know who the receiver was, some no name or cruising down the middle on a post route and he dropped it. It was a touchdown. Um, So Jimmy's doing his part, actually. And sometimes it shows like a pick in the box score, but it's like he before half he chucked it up. Right. Yeah, it was, it's it was a like, Hail Mary. Yeah, so it's like that's one of the picks right there. Yeah, exactly. So Jimmy's playing well. The run game's doing its thing. The defense is, you know, still doing um, pretty good. That was just, in my opinion, like people thought that was a good spot for the Niners because historically coming off, like when they stay out the Greenbrier and stuff, I thought it was a bad spot for them. Um, I thought it was a good spot for the ATL. So now they're coming home. Let's not forget this just hit me. Super Bowl revenge here mm-hmm. for the Niners. So they'll be dialed in. They'll be dialed in. I, I mean, strong lean Niners there. Okay. Do you uh, 
So you've wrapped up the NFL here. You have any college you want to give us? Well, I do. And um, first of all, I got the 409 here, the clean it up. And it's a real clean it up. Um, the mascot for <laughs> the SMU Mustangs <laughs> crapped on the field after a play. Like he came out on the field. So, <laughs> so I'm watching my app, right? Because uh, I've got some chippers on this game. I'm like, dude, what is going Like, is this app frozen? This has been sitting on the same score and time forever. So I go, pulled it up through the channels. I'm like, what's going on here? And they're not even showing the field. It's almost like the streaker, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't want to give them the airtime. Right. Well, they don't want to give the horse taking his shit on the field. <laughs> and so I finally did see the footage later, like on another channel. Oh, it was an actual animal. It was the, yeah. I it, thought you meant like the dude, like the cheerleader <laughs> wearing like the, the costume was, no. was doing a prank. Oh, oh yeah, I guess because I did say mascot, right? Yeah, no, no. It was Chip the, from CU. That's <laughs> Is that his name still? I wonder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Chip. the The buffalo would come out. Well, they've got like a you know a horse or a mustang that comes out. Got it. And so he was galloping out, and he's just crapping, and it wasn't just a little like here. It was a for like thirty yards, dude. Wouldn't that be kind of gnarly if you were like the players? You're like the diarrhea. You're like, dude, uh, we need to get it a little bit more than just the shovel out there. <laughs> like, dude, let's get the scrubs. The grounds crew with the hose. And the Clorox. I mean, let's start pouring buckets of Clorox on the field there. So <laughs> They didn't have the um, like that leather basket behind them that tries to catch it. Good call. They didn't. So this guy's just grunt hunting all the way down. Just... So anyway, um, that's the 409, but it also is the college play this week. Um, And what I want to say before I give the college play out is we gave out Utah last week, minus the three and a half and the money line, and they won the game, but they didn't cover the three and a half. And Caleb Williams for USC is a baller, just FYI. Wow. So anyway, the college pick this week is SMU plus three against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they've got ranked number 21 in the nation, and they shouldn't be. We'll take SMU in the points. I like it. All right. You want to, anything add here for the the episode? Are we good? Um, we're good to go. All right. That's going to do it for week seven NFL. Don't forget Twitter and Instagram. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. We'll keep you updated there. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Listen. 